Hello, Ben here. Just wanted to uh, jump in before we start the episode proper and let you know something that we will actually talk about in the first couple of minutes of the episode. But we just launched a brand new Patreon. We will be having exclusive uh, bonus content just for backers. And backing is as little as $1. If you back at $1, you get access to pretty much everything we will be offering. You can check that out at patreon.com slash thelifetoyetic. We'll be talking about that a little bit in the episode itself, which we recorded two weeks ago. Let's get that going now, shall we? Yes, here we go. Hello and welcome to the Life Toy Edit with Ben and Molly. I am Ben. And I'm turning into a swan. Oh no! <laughs> Did you, didn't you turn into something else a few episodes ago? Um... I'm always turning into things because I'm fun and wacky like that. Uh, Molly is, in fact, an animorph. We don't talk about it that much on the show. It does come up uh, periodically, but... No, lost. you turned into a car. That's what you did. It was a Transformers uh, episode. Yeah, I turned into lots of things. Your car swan. So you first it was you were a Transformer, and now you're a Beast War Transformer yeah, that turns yeah. into a swan. Uh, yes. Cool. I'm on board with that. Air Razor was my favorite Beast War. Is Air Razor the... Film, the horror film with the guy with the nails in his head. Pinhead, that's his name. Oh, no, that's Hellraiser. Oh, okay. Are you impressed that I knew a horror movie title? I'm impressed that you knew... (laughs) I'm impressed that you knew the movie of any title that didn't star Barbie as the leading character. Barbie and Hellraiser. (laughs) I would absolutely watch Barbie and Hellraiser. I don't know anything about Hellraiser other than there's a guy with, like, a pincushion for a head. There's a guy with a mouth... But it's like he's all mouth, right? He has a mouth. He has a big mouth. Maybe you know Clive I'll... Barker. That's literally all I know. <laughs> it, that's he's the one with the mouth. It's just it's Clive Maybe. Barker. Hellraiser is just two hours of Clive Barker describing monsters at you. We're not watching a, Hellraiser. No. Before we talk about what we are watching, though, do we want to talk about what launches this week as this episode goes out? Tell me, because hey. we haven't actually had this conversation. Oh, we probably should talk about that, huh? Are we doing that now on the show? I guess so. Okay. Hey. A little peek behind the curtain here. Hey. Uh, we the. The Patreon for the show is launching uh, today, as this episode goes out. As this episode goes out, you can go onto the Patreon at patreon.com slash thelifetoyetic. There's definitely going to be goodies. We are uh, launching with a bonus episode out of the gate. We still haven't decided at the time of recording of this one what that bonus episode is going to be. Because we literally haven't had this conversation yet. Yeah, that is something that we will be discussing today. We're discussing we're, this episode has been recorded about two weeks before it's going to go out, so we've got plenty of time to plan it. If you're listening to this and thinking, "Wow, they're really disorganized," we're not disorganized. You're a time traveler. You're cool, and you know what cool people do? They back podcasts on Patreon, so you can become a patron. You can get access to bonus content, probably some other stuff. There'll be more information. I, I'll, what I'll do is I'll record a thing before the opening okay. thing and drop it. At the beginning and say, hey, we launched a Patreon, blah, 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 blah. Oh, fine. So I'll do that. And then we'll have another thing to plug. Yeah, it'll be great. So that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's episode 20. This is our 20th episode. Yay. 20 episodes. Can you believe we've done 20 episodes? Yes, I can. Technically, it's 21 if we count Digimon. No, no, no. no. The, 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 the lost, lost Digimon episode. tapes. Yes. Um, so it's episode 20. As you know, every five episodes we watch a Barbie movie. What is our movie this week, Molly? Barbie of Swan Lake. No. Is it Barbie of Swan Lake? Yes. Barbie in Swan Lake? No. Because that implies that she's drowning. Drowning, no. And Barbie as Swan Lake implies that she's... She's a body of water. Which she's clearly not. No. Now, I know nothing about Barbie as a genre. I'm learning a lot. Every five episodes, I learn something about Me. the Barbie brand and something about <laughs> you. 
Um, what can you tell me about Swan Lake that I would not have already learned from watching previous entries in the Barbie cinematic universe? What do you know about Swan Lake, the already existing Swan Lake? Swan Lake's a ballet, right? Is it a ballet? Yes. Okay, cool. I've got one thing right. Um, it is... It's where... Uh, Jason Voorhees drowned in the movie Friday the 13th. Okay, you're talking about more horror movies and you know I can't go anywhere with that. <laughs> I'm wrong. That's not... It's it's a different lake. I can't remember the name of the lake, but I'm Jeez. certain someone's going to tweet me about it. You need to make better jokes. I'm trying my best. I went for a walk this morning. I'm tired. Good on you. <laughs> that really should have mentally prepared me for recording a podcast. Because they're very similar muscles. Your legs and your brain. Yeah. Everything's connected. It's all connected. That makes me want to start singing Pocahontas. You don't have to. But that's the wrong movie. It's but not only is it the wrong movie, but we would probably get a DMCA copyright Oh no, okay. Well You can sing a uh, a legally distinct parody. So a legally distinct kind of sound alike or a parody of whatever song it is you were about to sing. I'd rather go back to talking about Swan Lake. You're the I don't only want to try person to in human history the song Wayne Brady style. Who's ever said that? Okay, so tell me tell me about Swan Lake. Um there is a lady and she turns into a swan and there's a prince or something. Oh no. I thought I knew. <laughs> you were also kind of improvising and then the a words song. Start happening. <laughs> this this lady is under a curse that she turns into a flame. Okay, I think you're good. <laughs> this lady's under a curse and she turns into... I almost said a plane again. Like, <laughs> well, now I have to keep all that in. <laughs> she turns into a swan, which is not dissimilar to a plane, if you think about it. And she dies in the end, because... Spoilers! Oh, sorry. The ballet's been out for a while. <laughs> So, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, but if I start watching the show, I don't want the book people to tell me what's okay, going to happen. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, there's a surprise ending <laughs> that you'll never see coming. <laughs> okay. And, um, yeah, there's a fake swan. There's, a, like, the black swan. Have you seen Black Swan? I haven't seen Black Swan. I've seen Black Swan. Oh, no, that's something you've seen that I haven't. Yeah. Ah, now the shoe's on the other sock. Yeah, that's the expression over here in America. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I had to watch it as, cause I was a film student, so I like, wasn't excited about watching it. And I made the grievous mistake of watching Never Let Me Go on Black Swan in the same afternoon. Oh no. Yeah, I died that day. You're dead now? Yes. Oh no. Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know, cause I didn't know any better. I have, okay, I have a similar bad movie experience. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've talked, I, I think I may have told you about this before, but I definitely haven't brought it up on the podcast. So it was 2007 and... Is this the... Yes. Okay. I know this story, but I'm going to let you tell and I'm not going to interrupt you. Okay. So it was 2007 and uh, a very, very close friend of my dad's, I was living with my dad at the time I'd moved to America, I'd been here maybe two months, and a very close friend of my dad and my stepmom said, passed away of breast cancer. And uh, my dad and I, uh, while we were just out, I guess we went to Best Buy because he needed something, we went out to lunch and we thought, you know what, let's get a PlayStation 3 because I'll play the video games, you can watch Blu-ray movies, everybody wins. So we, we split the cost of a PlayStation 3 and we bought some movies. And among, among the movies we bought, we bought a lovely selection. I bought Hitchhiker's Guide, Corpse Bride, and my dad bought a couple of films, The Fountain and Bridge to Terabithia. And while we were still wrangling with the complex emotions of... Uh, grief and loss. Of grief and loss, cancer-related grief and loss, we watched The Fountain, which The Fountain is about a man trying to... Who's literally working on a cure for cancer to save his wife who's mm. dying of cancer? But then also there's stuff in the future and stuff. In the, it's a wonderful, weird sci-fi movie. I love it. 
but it broke us because of the subject matter. But we thought, so we thought, okay, it's fine. We'll watch something else. Is this, watch something lighter. Kids movie. We need a Bridge palate to, cleanser. Yeah. Bridge to Terabithia. That's going to be, it's a fun As kids you, when adventure When you were telling role, me right? this story the first time, I just like cringed yeah. because I had read the book and seen the movie you, already. You grimaced, you know that, that grimace emoji with like the, the, the that's, yeah. yeah, the one wide mouth smile. When your neck muscles go all tight and your lips yeah. curl back and you're you turn into like, You turn into a Kardashian like, because your neck does the thing. Yeah, that's, I already described that. Yeah, but I was specifically referring to the... the uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm malfunctioning. <laughs> the Kardashians in Deep Space Nine. So yeah, we watched Bridge to Terabithia and a kid fucking dies in that film halfway through out of nowhere. So emotionally fraught day. Less than a week after uh, our friend had died of breast cancer. So Barbie of Swanley. <laughs> yes, please. We need an upper. <laughs> Um, I, this is the first one that I remember watching and, like, really getting into. Okay. Like, actually enjoying and not knowing what to do with these feelings I was having of, like, I actually enjoy this. This is no longer ironic. <laughs> um, so this was the film that you watched it and you thought, oh no, I'm having fun. Yeah. This is a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the same way that, like, realizing I was in love with Timber, I was like, ah, like, this is exciting and fun, but also terrible. I think it was a very similar experience of like i'm actually enjoying this having a good time it's, yeah it's no longer ironic how long ago how old were you when you when you realized it was no longer an ironic um, enjoyment uh i would have been about 14 okay <laughs> i would have been like eighth grade freshman in so you definitely grade. were no longer in the target I demo, was just, the key yeah, demo i was i had aged out of the target demo um and yet and dot, I dot, dot. I was, and i and in a way i aged back into it I don't know that I have anything from my childhood like that. Like, I remember as a, I, as a kid, I really liked Jim Carrey movies. So I liked uh, Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, both Ace Ventura movies. Some of those films have not aged well. The Mask is still kind of fun. Ace Ventura, the first one's super duper transphobic, and the second one is quite racist, neither of which are super cool. And I don't, I haven't seen Dumb and Dumber in a long time, but I have to assume it's the world's stupidest movie. I can't think of any Jim Carrey movies from my childhood that are fun. With the possible exception of Batman Forever, which is still a bad movie, but Jim Carrey is so enjoyable as the Riddler. We've gone very off course. Yeah, maybe we should rein it back in. So, the question becomes, where does Swan Lake fall in your current ranking of the Barbie movies? I obviously, you didn't have a very high expectation for Rapunzel, and it wound up being... One of the greatest animated movies either of us have seen. Yeah, it's great. It's up there. <laughs> the fact that it didn't win an Oscar is it was robbed, yeah. frankly. It's in my top three of Barbie movies. I only know this for sure because I did have three Barbie posters in my room mm-hmm. growing up, and Swan Lake was one of them. What were the other two? The other two were Princess and the Popper cool. and Magic of Pegasus. Okay. Which is honestly Magic of Pegasus, I'm really excited for when we get to that one because it's it's genuinely one of my top five favorite movies, period. <laughs> <laughs> Just like films that exist. Wow. Wow. So, it, but yeah, Swan Lake is not as good as Magic of Pegasus, but it, it's just fun and fanciful. It's got more ballet mocap, but it has a plot this time. So we need a, we a, need a word tolerable. to describe ballet mocap. We need a ballet mocap sounds like, like some kind of, you know, Mediterranean harp player. Oh, yeah. Uh, or side dish. Yes. Yeah, can I get, uh, can I get the ballet mocap? Just lightly <laughs> braised. Um, braised? I don't know why that's where I went. 
I was going to suggest Blowcap, but I worry that that would be yeah. used in the adult animated movie industry. Yeah. Do you have a, an alternative? I mean, obviously, this is more your world. Valley mocap. I don't know. I'm doing a really bad job of yes anding today. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize for that. Yes and, no but. I don't know. Ballet mocap also sounds like a race of aliens from Star Trek The Next Generation. I agree with that. Should we go watch it? Yeah, I'm ready to stop talking. Yeah, um, we've also, I've edited a lot of these out, but we have had a lot of interruptions. So many planes, people taking showers, yeah. people talking on phones. It's a noisy place. It's all the same right people. Now. It's all the same person. One person flew a plane. <laughs> Several planes. You heard one of them because I had to keep one of them in. Or chose to keep one of them in. I'm assuming I will choose to keep one of them in. Future Ben, please keep the one, the funny one in. I don't know what I'm telling you now because it's already, it's earlier in, in, let's, let's go, go watch let's go movie. watch this movie. Let's go watch well, a nice movie. It's going to be fun and you're going to love it. You're going to love it so much. I know you're going to love it a lot. God, I hope so. We will be right back after these very old commercial messages. Barbie of Swan Lake, Enchanted Forest, Odette the Girl, enter a magic world. Swan Princess by day, girl by night, mystic power, wings alight. Break the spell, your prince has come. True love transforms everyone. From her newest movie, Barbie of Swan Lake, dolls and unicorn carriage each sold separately. We're back. I you didn't mm, love it. No, I didn't. I very didn't actually. I really? It's not the worst Barbie movie that we've seen. Um we have and a pretty small sample size. I've seen four. I've seen I mean other than this I've seen I think five or six Barbie movies because you've definitely made I've, me watch yeah, yeah. other ones. Uh, <laughs> firstly, um we did spot in the end credits of our, 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 our near and dear friend, friend, friend of, of the, the show, show Robert, Robert McKee. McKee. Was also a story consultant. Yes. This, this one didn't feel as cohesive as Barbie as Rapunzel did. This one didn't feel as... Or, as in, Like, Barbie's Rapunzel, I was perhaps just as surprised as you were <laughs> that that was an enjoyable movie. This one didn't feel good. I didn't enjoy it. Didn't it wasn't good. a fun... Ex- wasn't, it wasn't a feel-good incorporated experience. I... Maybe it's... Well, with Rapunzel, they kind of... It wasn't really Rapunzel, was it? Yeah, no. But I feel like with Swan Lake, there are a lot more Swan Lake aspects. Like, it's it's a little truer to the original story. Yeah. And maybe that's why they struggled. It's because uh, they didn't... Well, and they put in, like, some unicorns and bird people. And, just talking animals in general. Yeah, so they kind of deviated a little bit. It, it suffered from the same problem that Barbie and the Nutcracker had, where they just dance for eight I hours. There's nothing wrong with a nice little recital here and there. It worked for Rodgers and Hammerstein. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with the concept of a recital. It just... With, within the, con- the construct of this narrative already... It was, it there wasn't a lot of plot, and it ground the story to a halt. I will give you that they they definitely emphasize the time sensitive nature of their quest of their objective, and then they would periodically stop and have a dance break. Yeah, and that was a little odd, but I definitely think it had a plot. I'm, I, I I I don't disagree that it had a plot. It just wasn't as cohesive yeah. as previous 
entries in the Barbie cinematic universe. One, a single previous entry. Yes, one entry. The one good one we've seen so far. Uh, I, I just... It, the villain's motivations felt too vague. Mm. The execution of his plan felt sloppy. The animation on this one, I'm going to go out and say that, including Barbie and the Rockers, this is the worst animation in a Barbie it's movie It's not today. great. There are a lot of quadrupeds that they seem confused by. A lot of horses that move like bulldogs. Yeah, the, the animation team at Mainframe... They seem confused. Don't... Yeah, they don't seem to have a, a, a fundamental understanding of how limbs... And bones and yeah. musculature, how all of that shit works. And maybe that's what they, they, it seemed like they wanted to lean really heavily on the mocap for the ballet sequences. And when they didn't have that to lean on, they forgot what a body was and how it worked. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely get the vibe that they over relied on mocap for a lot of this. And it's most noticeable in what mocap can be habit forming. <laughs> <laughs> You need to make sure that, you know, use mocap responsibly. Um, don't mocap and drive unless you Definitely are mocapping a driving scene. Machinery. Yeah. The kids that are, I guess, are supposed to be sprites in this movie. They're fairies, but they're they're the Tommy and Kelly models. So they look yeah. like small children. But Which they're supposed make- to be adults. It's uh, a little uncomfortable because there are two of these characters who have like a sexually charged relationship. And it's uncomfortable to see what look like five-year-olds... Like basically talking about fucking. Yeah, <laughs> it's not subtle. It's this is. I think the most sexually charged Barbie movie that we've watched. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But I think it reveals a lot. Obviously, as as we've established within the canon of the the Barbie cinematic universe, Barbie is this. you. Yes, um, is this kind of omnipotent, omniscient, all powerful yeah. manipulator? This Q like Trelane figure that can that that makes other creatures kind of dance to her whim. And they literally do, I suppose, in this movie. Uh, There's there's a lot of... I don't fucking know. There's a lot of it's gone. This movie, I struggled to retain it as I was watching. And that's never a good sign. Like, I can count on one hand... I mean, actually, we have a recorded podcast of a number of movies that I have difficulty retaining. So maybe this is an ongoing brain problem that I have. It's almost like you have a... A condition of some sort. It's definitely up there. makes your brain mushy. But I find it's easier for me to remember a movie if I'm enjoying it. If and even here's the thing: even if I'm not enjoying a movie, if it's if it's cohesive, I will I will retain it for at least a, a while. If there's like a, an obvious cause and effect relationship between the events. Yeah. That gives your brain something to hang on to. There was there wasn't a, a, a hook for me it to was hang a the hat. Weak. Yeah. This this is. My personal feeling is that of the Barbie movies we have watched, this is probably the weakest. No, it's not. Do you remember <laughs> Nutcracker? Yes, I do. Ba- barely, but I remember no, it. this is better than Nutcracker. Nutcracker u- used some of its weaknesses to its advantage. Nutcracker, there is a scene in this movie where one of the characters, who is later named Prince Daniel, has, I guess, purchased a globe. And they unpack the globe, and instead of a globe, it's a cube with the map painted on the top. Now, that to me says that the animators had trouble modeling a sphere, which is fine. Spheres are difficult to model in 3D. They're difficult to model in a way where the texture is consistent all the way around. And with their limited resources, modeling a perfect sphere. If you've ever seen a a, a sphere in a video game, 
typically, or if you've ever used Google Earth, typically the 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 the, the poles, if you want, um, where all the the polygons kind of coalesce, distorts. Yeah, you get this weird texture distortion. So I can understand why they would decide. I don't think that's why. I think it was a gag that they planned. But I think it's a gag that they planned because of a technical limitation. Like I I feel like Barbie uh, in the Nutcracker used some of their technical limitations to to good like the the the, the fake castle yeah. that's brilliant that's taking a weakness and turning it into a strength this film i don't feel did that this film um and i, I don't want to stress this because i know that you enjoy this movie I and do, i don't and want you to hurts my feelings. i don't want you to feel like i'm tearing i'm tearing you down because i'm not and i don't besmirch or begrudge you your enjoyment of this movie but i didn't Enjoy it. It's not for you, no, Benjamin. I, it's not for me, but the nature of the podcast, <laughs> I have to talk about why I didn't like it. And this, I, I guess, is really the first time where we have a fundamental disagreement. I can't... I mean, I'm not going to say that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but that it just touches something in me. Kelsey Grammer touches yes. something in me. Oh no. We didn't mention that this, was by the way. Kelsey Grammer is the voice of the villain in this movie. We've had some villains. We've had Angelica Houston. We've had Tim Curry. Uh, I don't think anyone has phoned in their performance <laughs> quite like. There are definitely moments where, I swear to God, you can hear his car warming up in the background. <laughs> like, he just. There There's are not lines. a lot of conviction. Yeah, he just says. Lines on the page. This was a paycheck for this move for this man. More so than any other actor, any other name that's come in to do a Barbie movie. This film for Kelsey Grammer was absolutely a paycheck. There's no hamming. There's no. He's not in. It's like you want Jeremy Irons in Dungeons and I know. Dragons. You want that. You, you want Tim Curry in in Barbie Barbie in or as the Nutcracker. She wasn't the Nutcracker. She was the nut. No, she was. Pegging the Nutcracker, Barbie in the Nutcracker. Yes. That's what that refers to. Yes, cool. Uh, but it's Kelsey Grammer's performance. He's an actor, here's the thing, he's an actor I generally like. I liked him in uh, Frasier. I liked him in Frasier Zero, the sitcom that comes before Frasier, which I think is actually called Cheers. He, I liked him in, uh, in X-Men 3. And I, I wrote in my notes, I think this is the role that Brett Ratner saw where he thought, you know what, I think I want Kelsey Grammer to play Beast in X-Men 3. Probably. This is clearly it. But his his performance in this is so... It's, de- it's, it's definitely... It's a paycheck movie for this man. As a villain, he doesn't seem to have a whole lot of conviction. His motivation is wanting to get back at everyone for perceived wrongs they've committed against For imagined him. slights. Yeah. And things that are like out of everyone's control. He's just lashing out at a world that he feels has wronged like him. A white boy. And yeah, and, and here's the thing. I, I know what that can be like. Like, I've met that person. I've dated that person. But I don't like there's nothing there's no dated other Kelsey Grammer. I've dated Kelsey Grammer. But I do, there's no three dimensionality to this character, to Lord Valimar, or whatever his name is, I forget what's Rothbart. his name. Rothbart, thank you. You were close. <laughs> I was very close. Uh, he, there's there's nothing for a character rendered in beautiful 3D. There was no depth to this man. You know, it's it's a difficult, it's a difficult. Let's let's do the thing where we 
recount the narrative of yes, this movie, let's. which I think you're going to have to take point on because oh, I cool. I didn't make any notes. I hope I can remember all of it. I made how many times have you seen this movie? Several. Okay, so Se- several times, including just now. Including now, yes. So let's see. So the film opens with Bar. I, this bit I know with Bar- Barbie sneaking into, <laughs> uh, I guess, like a child summer camp <sighs> to find. All the kids are asleep, but it's one of the best. It assumes that she's a counselor there, but it's also entertaining as a thought experiment to think, what if Barbie is just wandering the grounds with a lantern at night and she's going to kidnap any children that are out of bed after hours? It, it definitely, like, if it weren't for the music, the vibe of this scene is definitely serial killer sneaking in to kill or abduct a child. Um, and she finds one of the children is missing, but she's oddly blasé about it. Like she has this big smile on her face. Yeah, one of the, the like one of the beds is empty when she goes to check, and she her reaction is kind of like, huh. Hmm. Oh, oh, those kids. <laughs> and then she goes out the back to Lost find another one to find her little sister Kelly sitting on the porch, and she actually says like, Kelly, what's wrong? Is this the first time Kelly is Kelly's name is mentioned? I think I don't. Th- it doesn't occur to me to keep track of that because I already know her name is Kelly. Yeah, I don't think she's been named Kelly at any point in any of the previous movies. I think this is the first time we're hearing her name. But it is that it is the Barbie movie formula that we've all come to know and love so well over the last three episodes of Barbie having to tell a story to reassure her little shitty sister. And in this case, it's it's her sister. Her sister. And in this case. Kelly is homesick, which I think is something we can all relate to when we've all been sent to camp, 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 mm. Captain America camp, and she, there's supposed to be like a sports day the next day, and she's supposed to run, and she's like, This nah. is stressful just to think about, because I remember going on like field trips and going to camp and stuff, and thinking like, I want to go home right now. Yeah, I definitely remember a lot of that as a kid. I don't want to do a sport. I don't like any kind of physical. I don't want to do physical. an activity. I don't want to sleep in this strange bed with all the bugs. I didn't like physical activity before I became I disabled. To be like alone. I remember as a kid, we did we had a school sports day when I want to say I was about 9 or 10, and I remember I think I was doing the egg and spoon race, and I remember not doing the egg and spoon race because I remember What is an egg and spoon race? It's where you have a spoon and you have to balance an egg, an egg on it, it and you have you to race. No. Yes. Yeah, so you have to go Sounds faster, awful. but not so fast that the spoon falls off. That sounds stressful. And if the spoon falls off, then the baby chick d- dies. Yes. And then you're accountable for that for the rest of your life. Yeah, you, that, you, every time you, you close your eyes. You've killed an innocent. But the good news is I didn't participate in the egg and spoon race because okay. I uh, I blacked out because I had heat stroke. I woke up under a tree next to my friend Adam's grandmother. I thought you were going to say my friend Adam's grave. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I was lucky. I passed out. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make it. He didn't survive the egg and spoon race. So Kelly's freaking out about this activity she has to do tomorrow. Which I identify with. And so Barbie leaps into the story of Swan Lake. Which, again, I'm convinced Kelly's basically fine. She just wants a bedtime story and she knows the best way to kind of pull an unrelated story out of her sister at this point. It's to have some sort of comparatively benign problem. It doesn't take a lot to set Barbie off. Yeah. She's like that grandma who like tells yeah. the same five stories over and over yeah. about the war. <laughs> it's like, like, Anyone else have a grandma like that? Oh, everyone does. Uh, I have several. I have 27 grandmothers. That's a lot of grandmas. Uh, it's, it's two soccer teams and then a bunch of standby substitute yeah. grandmas. You get too many grandmas in a room together, they start multiplying. You gotta keep your grandma separate. As near as I can tell, they're born pregnant. That was my Bones impression was, from Star that Trek. That was great. That was not. It was the worst. <laughs> Um, 
So she starts to tell this story about uh, her Swan Lake. No, it's not her, her Swan, Swan Lake. Lake. It's about her Swan Lake. She starts to tell this story. Well, she says she launches into story like, "Did you know there was a girl who turned into a swan?" Yeah, like it was like she's a statement of fact. Like she was reading Snopes.com, <laughs> and it's like I found this thing. And I thought it must be marked as false, but it's true. This girl turned into a swan. She got like a chain email from from, <laughs> from her grandma. From her grandma and said, forward this to 10 people or you'll be turned into a swan. <laughs> um, so she starts to tell the story of, was it Odessa? Odette. Odette. Odessa is the steps sequence in the that movie, Battleship Potemkin. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's so, like, fine. The reference is lost on me. I'll make a pop culture reference you won't get later. And we'll you do it all the time. Yes. I'm sure it'll come. So Odette is... What is Odette doing? She's a baker. She's a baker. Her father owns a bakery. Her father, who looks a lot like Craig Ferguson, formerly of The Late Late Show. Oh, no. I didn't even think about that. He looks so much like Craig Ferguson, it is unreal. Her father, Craig. Her father, Craig. Who is a baker. Yes. Um, She works in the bakery with her father and her sister, who we see exactly once. And never appears no. again. He appears like he appears at the he very end. He appears at the very beginning and at the very end. Her sister is, I think, has about twenty seconds of screen time and then leaves. Can you imagine being hey you being hi hi hi? It's your agent on the phone. Hey, listen. So we got you a gig as uh, uh you know you're gonna love this. You're gonna be playing Barbie's sister in the uh, the next straight to video animated Barbie movie. Now, uh, obviously, this is probably going to involve a lot of screen time. And uh, you're playing her sister, so you're probably going to get to appear in a bunch of more movies down the line. Barbie probably... has so many sisters. She has so... Does... Now, does this character ever appear in any Barbie no. movie ever again? Cool, 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 cool. Good lateral career move there for whatever that actress's name is. So she only appears in it for, I think, like, negative 17 seconds. Yeah. While her dad, Craig Ferguson... Yes, Craig. Uh, ...is baking... And a horse. <laughs> a, a, unicorn. Horse. a unicorn. They're having a normal day at the bakery and then suddenly a unicorn comes running through town looking distraught and also moving its body in, in freakish, oh God, this thing, grotesque ways. The way this horse is animated, it's like they gave the job of animating the horse to someone who was hearing the word horse for the first time. Yeah. It's like if you take a spider... Remove four of the legs. That's more or less. That's more or less how this horse yeah. moves. Oh god, yeah. This the the front legs. It's like a person had just been mocapped walking regularly, yeah. and then the back legs. Someone was like, "Oh, well, the knees are on the back. I can animate how, that." Yeah, it's odd. It's rough to look at. Um, but there's this unicorn. Uh, someone in town throws a lasso around the the unicorn's neck. Yeah, and captures it. And captures it. The horse, the, the unicorn definitely severs the rope by looping it around an, an axe in a nearby... There's a scene where the, the unicorn has the, the lasso around her neck. Mm. And the next shot is her looking at an axe that's in a stump. And you see, like, the gleam of the axe. And you're like, oh, she's going to murder this She's going this to person. murder this poor human man. <laughs> Uh, but she doesn't. She she runs. She we don't know that she doesn't, but it's not shown. It's a deleted scene. <laughs> uh, if you go to the if you, there's it's an Easter egg on the the DVD. If you go to the setup and then press left, there's a picture of an axe, and then you press a, okay. There's some murder and, scene. Yeah, and it's just blood, blood, yeah. blood on the walls, blood on the floors, blood on the ceiling. Yeah, it's like an ACDC song. Blood on the dance floor. <laughs> so the 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 unicorn with the rope around its neck. Runs out of the village, and Barbie's like, "Oh, 
shit and I chases. Need to follow this. Yeah. She's the only one who follows her. Yeah, no one else seems to be particularly interested in the fact that, like, the one well, guy... Well, the unicorn causes a lot of property destruction. Yeah. But the one the one person who tried to capture the unicorn is like, haha, I finally got myself a unicorn. And then the unicorn ex- escapes, and I guess the guy's attitude is, well, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> That's fine. It wasn't meant to be. I didn't have a unicorn when I woke up this morning, and I won't have a unicorn when I go back to bed tonight. All is right with the world. <laughs> so she chases after the unicorn... And the unicorn, the rope, the knot at the end of the rope that is now there keeps getting caught. Keeps getting stuck on things. Yeah. And the unicorn's having a hard time and Barbie keeps on being like, let me help you. But she just misses it because the unicorn is fine. Like the yeah. unicorn keeps on getting herself free on her own. And then she goes across a fallen log through a waterfall into an enchanted forest. Yeah. There is a point, by the way, when um, Barbie gets, I don't know if it's after that the, they cross the the rainbow bridge into the enchanted forest of course rainbow sounds like road. a euphemism for they died yeah they did die yeah what happens is they both fell off the log and everything that happens is uh, a dream like the last yeah. few seconds before 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 Odette dies yeah. or Barbie dies either, either or same thing but there's a moment where Odette Odette Barbie Barbie Odette gets close to the unicorn and the unicorn kicks up and nearly like boffs Barbie straight in the face but Barbie doesn't flinch probably because the animators didn't want to animate the flinch Barbie has nerves of steel. She's she's a confident, cool, collected human person. Yeah. The end. That's how. That's the moral of the film. And then we're in the enchanted forest, and suddenly the unicorn can talk. I thought the unicorn could always talk. The unicorn didn't say anything. The until... unicorn didn't speak. Yeah. Her name is Lila. Yeah. It's really. She was important. a showgirl. <laughs> that's Lola. Oh fuck! So who's Sorry. who's the showgirl in this? Kelsey Grammer. Yes, Kelsey Grammer. With a dress cut down to there. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't too far from the truth. No. Because he has a very flamboyant outfit. He is a bird man after all, so feathers play a large role in his fashion choices. Yeah. I, d- I do want to stress, the interaction between the unicorn Layla? Lila. Lila. She's got me on my knees. Um, the interaction between Lila and Barbie, in this scene, in this moment, Barbie's facial animation is really good. I mean, it's not like the facial animation in Injustice 2, which is eerily good, but like for a Barbie movie, the facial animation like veers towards Pixar quality There's for like, an emotion, a hot an second. identifiable yes. emotion that's appropriate to what's happening in the scene, and that's a big win. It's it's a significant improvement over, say, literally any of the facial animation in Furby Island. Yeah. I mean that's a horror show. That's, that's not really a fair <laughs> comparison. The animal the animal shop. Lila is stuck. Her rope gets twisted in a tree or something, and she needs help. She needs someone to cut her And loose. this is where she talks for the first time. This is where she talks, because Odette is like, do you need help? And Lila's basically like, fuck you. Like, she's very antagonistic most of the time. Barbie's character, Odette, is basically Barbie 100% of the time. Like, caring, thoughtful, intelligent, considerate, emotional, but thinks things through and gen- genuinely and generally wants to help. I strive to be like that. Yeah. Maybe that's why. <laughs> oh no, I think we've hit on something. We've hit, we I need to make a note to bring up with my therapist. Okay, cool. Um, but those are qualities that I strive for. Yeah. Like, I strive to be like Barbie in terms of personality, at any rate. Like, as she's presented in these movies of, like, she's clever, she's inventive, she's resourceful, she genuinely believes the best about people, sees the good in everyone, and, like wants to help people see the good in themselves. And that's what I try to be. 
Like, as your friend, I can definitely say that's <laughs> that's a fair and true assessment of, of who the person you try so to I be. So I think that's why these resonate with me, even though, like, these aren't great movies. Like, Barbie's <laughs> one, like, not a great movie. Yeah. But I think the character of Barbie and just watching that makes me feel a way that most movies don't. Maybe because it's, like, less nuanced than a yeah. lot of movies. And sometimes that's what you need. It's just, like pure goodness yeah and i think maybe that's why i gravitate towards the barbie movies is because that's like a safe place for me to believe (laughs) that everyone is has good in them like i can help people find the good in themselves like we can all make it work together as a human race let's all join hands yeah and sing kumbaya and the counter that is 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 lola lila lila uh, who hates every fucking person? Not hate, but it's like deliberately shitty and antagonistic. She's just petulant. She yeah. is jaded, maybe. Jaded, is or they just the need—they just need some sort of foil for Barbie. Yeah. Because if everyone is as genuine as her, there's no story. Yeah. It's like how Gene Roddenberry didn't want any conflict in Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm. So every character, particularly in those first two seasons, is kind of milquetoast. Mm -hmm. So Barbie, in order to cut Lila free... Good job! ...finds a a crystal that's embedded in the side of a tree. tree And everyone who sees this, there's a bunch of animals, there's a skunk, there's a porcupine, there's a rabbit, there's a woman... Another women or animals. There's, there's like a fairy queen. Yeah. Who kind of floats in. And kind of this ethereal dress. Yes. Um, hovering in midair. Uh, it's like bad wire work, which, considering this is a CG movie, that's not <laughs> great. Um, and everyone's kind of stunned that she pulled the diamond out of the crystal out of the, the tree. Mm-hmm. She uses the sharp edge of the crystal to cut the rope and then accidentally slices all of her fingers off. Cause... <laughs> Oops, because she's holding it. And then the fairy, fairy queen? Yeah. I don't think they assign her a name. I think they literally She's just call her the fairy queen. Miscellaneous fairy queen shows up and is like, well, that's your crystal now because of a prophecy question mark? I don't remember, actually. <laughs> I feel like it maybe doesn't matter. It's kept very vague and nebulous because she then goes into a little exposition diatribe where she explains that this dude... Uh, her cousin, the fairy queen's cousin, Rothbart, they... I guess it would have been like their grandfather who was the king of the enchanted forest or yes, something. But I think the, you're right, like, yeah. Um, he passed on the crown to the fairy queen instead of Rothbart. Rothbart got mad and has been like pissy about it ever since. Because he doesn't know how to let things go. Yeah, so he's like cursed a lot of the fairies, I guess, like the, the inhabitants of the forest, turned them into animals, made them build his castle. Which is the which, wrong order which in which. backwards. <laughs> You want humans with opposable thumbs to to build stuff for you. The line is literally, he turned them into animals and forced them to build his car. Like, that's the wrong... There's no way that castle is up to code. I just want to say. How how much stone can a tiny bird carry? Not a lot, I would think. And then one of the... Now, you said Russian. Two of the, like, the skunk and the porcupine definitely have vague accents. I think the skunk is French. The skunk is Spanish. Okay, because it sounded the French to me. The skunk's accent vacillates. 
It is another it, like Jill Ellis situation with an accent slider because sometimes the skunk sounds French, sometimes she sounds vaguely Spanish, and she's she's clearly meant to be Spanish because she says like odd Spanish words and does kind of a Spanish style dance, and she she does like salsa type dancing. Yeah. And um, sometimes she sounds kind of Eastern European. The porcupine and the skunk have basically the same accent, but, but it, he's clearly like assigned Russian. Or at least Eastern European. Yeah. And she is assigned Spanish. But their accents sound the same. So I think maybe they just said, do a European accent. So they did all of them. So they did every European accent. And it bothered me because at first it sounded very French. And my thought process was, did you just settle on a French accent it for the skunk? It did sound French at first. Because, did you settle on that because of Pepe, Pepe Le, Pew? Le Pew? Like, oh, I heard one skunk be French all the time. <laughs> so they're all French now. Like, the, the, the skunk is a French animal. We know this to be true. All, all dogs are boys, all cats are girls, and all skunks are French. The story is set in France. A lot of the characters do have French accents. Some of them have British accents. Some of them have American accents. Some of them have what I think are Canadian accents. There's that, um, at, at Prince Daniel's castle, that one big guy. Yeah, he has, an, like, an associate, his playmate, his whipping boy, I guess. <sighs> Who's the one who unboxes, he does the uh, the YouTube unboxing video for the, the, for the, the cube, cube globe. Earth, um, um, who has a French accent. Uh, but who looks a, quite a bit like Justin McElroy. Does he? I thought he looked a lot like Justin McElroy. See, you were saying I... <laughs> You think he looks like Justin McElroy? I thought he looked like Justin the Rat from The Secret of Nim. That's what I, when I said he looks like Justin, that's what I was referring to. My brain immediately to. went to McElroy. He looks like a Justin. He's definitely a Justin. He's not Justin Long, though. No. No. Justin Long, ironically, not a long man. He's Justin the in Rat. In terms of height. Justin the Rat is long. Yes. I think just because of the way he, this this character was shaped, he had a really long trunk and short legs, kind of yeah. like a rat, and he was wearing a similar outfit. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they have the, the animators in this movie, not just issues with animals, they struggled with feet in this movie. There's a lot a of l- unnatural bending at the ankle. <laughs> yeah, it it does feel a little bit at times like this film was like co-directed by Rob Liefeld. It was very there was lots of like weird foot movements. And there were moments there was uh, near the ball at the end of the movie, spoiler alert by the way, where you see Prince Daniel's feet and you can see the soles of his feet like oscillating. Like the mocap but data. Are they, but are they clipping? They're not clipping. I didn't notice really any clipping in this. No, no, the, the clipping on this one, it's like they watched the early ones. And, and they went, were like, oh. oh. yeah, that's... No, you know what it was? They got an advanced review copy of Furby Island. They were like, okay, here's what, <laughs> here's what we need to not do. We need to be better than those guys. Flagstaff. What's the bad guy's name again? Rothbart. Rothbart. Flagstaff shows up. Jesus. I forget the context, but I know that he, he and has his a daughter. But here's the thing. Okay. It's okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So right. So okay. So so. It's not made very clear at the beginning of it this movie. Is, though, it, it very really isn't. is. It definitely is. They explicitly state. I don't think it's that made Rothbard super. De- has a daughter. It was mentioned that he found he and someone. his daughter. I didn't... See, that was not what I took away from that sequence. They use the word daughter in the beginning. Okay. This is his daughter. Okay, then that's something that I missed. But for the majority of this movie, that's never brought up again. And I missed it. So for the majority of this movie, we have these two characters... We have Rothbart traveling around with a young woman... With a young woman... Who addresses him as daddy. Exclusively as daddy. <laughs> and it got, it was 
weird. And it he's, was... like, frequently solicits <laughs> gifts from him. Yes. Um, it very much, like, for me, until we had that... Because, here's the thing, I would have just inferred, okay, fine, this is probably his daughter. The nature of their relationship is so particular... <laughs> And then she keeps calling him daddy. And then there are a couple of points in the movie where he says, let daddy take care of this. Uh, <laughs> I think we were watching it with Luke and the first time it happened, he like jumped up from his seat. He made a noise. He couldn't handle it. I think it's weird when grown women or like anyone really over the age of five refers to their father as daddy. I think that's weird and creepy. I don't like it. So, like, I'm already kind of on edge with this whole dynamic. I'm not going to yuck any yums. If that's your thing, that's fine. (laughs) It's not your thing. It's It's fine. fine. It's fine. It's a good kink. (laughs) That's a a tasty kink. (laughs) People, you you know, whatever your spicy meatball is, like... Yeah. That's fine. Fine, you know, whatever toppings you like on your pizza. It really does. If you like pineapple, I don't. It doesn't matter. This dynamic, if you blink and miss, and his daughter, that's like the key piece of this puzzle that stops the rest of this movie being like a mind fuck. Like, this is a kid's film. Like, we're talking about a genre of cinema that, and Molly and I have discussed this, you've heard us discuss this, Jeremy, that the 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 level of kink in Trolls, in He-Man, in any of these movies, there's so much, in the Super Mario Brothers movie, with Big Bertha and her deep, unending cleavage, her fucking hammer space cleavage, <laughs> these films are, have an element of kink in them, which we have become accustomed and possibly numb to at yeah, this point the, after 20 episodes. The way they, the ways they find to code sexuality for ch- to like skirt the censors, yeah. I guess, to to get it into a kids movie, which I don't even know why they feel the need to do that in the first place. I, well, I mean, for a lot of these films, there's this idea of well, we can't tell kids about gay people because that's. Is it supposed to be like we're yeah. putting in some jokes for the parents? I don't even think it's that. It's it seems just weird. Odd. Like it's. <sighs> don't get me started. But this but, is a very sexually charged. Yeah, this movie. This, one is a, this is the most sexually charged Barbie movie. That we've watched. I just, but it's accidentally sexually charged because I fundamentally misunderstood the dynamic between Rothbart and his daughter. His his daughter by blood, as far as we know. Yeah, and it's not like an expression or no, his literal daughter. An ongoing like (laughs) I live the lifestyle twenty four seven fat life profile. This is just. How they live their life. It's their family. Yeah, that's their dynamic. And I'm not... Here's the thing. I'm not going to yuck Sometimes any yums. Sometimes a family I'm not gonna... is a bird sorcerer <laughs> and his bird baby girl. And Sometimes it's, it's not entirely clear whether they're where related the or not. the lines are. Yeah. It's, you know, but it's fine because they clearly love and respect each other. Which it may be part of the problem. But the... Uh, <coughs> it's putting that, that dynamic in a kid's film. And again, a lot of that is me bringing my own shit to the table because Yeah, when I, I was 14 watching this, I did not that this did not But you also heard the bit in the movie where where they, they clearly say and his daughter, which I missed. Okay. Absolutely missed that. Also, where's the mother? Well, I don't know. I don't think there is one. I don't think they're related. Is she a force baby? I think it's a, yes, it's midichlorians. Have you heard the tragedy Cal- of Cal- Darth Plagueis Cal- the Wise? Darth Grammar. <laughs> Who got pregnant? Kelsey, it was uh, this is Kelsey uh, Grammer and Preg fanfic. 
right here. Oh, you, you, know, you didn't know. Oh you no. To okay. Do. All right. I have oh, to go no, into Google. No, no. I have to get incognito. Frasier M. Frag. Here we go. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh no. No, look at how many results there are. Uh, 9,690. Uh, Almost 9,700 results. I don't want to have to click on any of these links. You don't, ha- you don't have to. I'm just going to close that window. You don't have to. You window. can say no. I'm so glad I did that in incognito because that would ruin my AdSense forever. <laughs> I don't need ads for like... I don't need to see Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer with like a baby belly popping up on the side of websites circumventing my, my ad block plus. It's okay. No, we dodged that. Button. I needed to know that it existed. I did now not need know. to read it. It exists. And if, you, oh. if Jeremy, if you want to go look this up for yourself... That's fine. Like you can you can spend an, a nice afternoon just kind of browsing, seeing what there is. You do what you what makes you happy, and there's no judgment. Not from us. Who are we to judge? I don't know. We have twenty episodes recorded of this. We cannot judge. That's true. We are in no position. Basil Rathbone appears. I've forgotten. The, I keep forgetting the villain's Rothbart. name. Rothbart shows up. Um, Kelsey and Grant. Just call him Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer shows up, because we did that with Tim Curry as well in the first yeah, one. We just fine. started calling him Tim Curry after a while. Fraser Crane shows Fraser up. Fraser Crane. <laughs> I mean, he is a bird man, so it kind of works. It's literally a crossover between the hit television series, Fraser and the Barbie cinematic universe. Fraser Crane shows up. I guess there's a prophecy that Od- Odette... Yeah, they're they're like, oh, you you took the crystal out of the thing. No one else has been able to do that. You're the only one who can lift the yeah, curse. Yeah, like you can lift the curse. Something, something, Rothbart, something, something. Scene missing, scene missing. Yeah. Basically. And then here he is. And he's like, well, mate, uh, you can't fulfill your destiny if you're a bird. And he turns her into a swan. Seems like an odd choice. And then he's going to do something else to the swan. But then... He's going to, like, blow her up or something. But then not the, in a sexy way, like, explode her. But then the Dairy also Queen... not in a sexy way, yes. I'm going to call her the Dairy Queen because of my phone... I went to type Fairy Queen on my phone and it auto-corrected it. The Dairy Queen. She, D- DQ something different. <laughs> shows up. And gives her a diamond tiara. Well, she takes the crystal, right? And she sets... She, she's also a silversmith, apparently. Yeah. And she just Check spent the last Etsy. couple hours... Spent the last couple hours setting this stone into a tiara. So yeah. she puts the tiara on Swan Odette and is like, this will protect you. I'll send you a PayPal invoice for this later. <laughs> for this custom piece. Custom yes. listing. <laughs> and Rothbart tries to blast her. So um, Leela and... Lila. Lila. Lilu. Lemon. Odette. Have to go to this troll? Yeah, they have to go find the Book of Forest lore, which I guess... Um, lore? Okay, so I heard lore law, as in... because you're British. Yeah, I interpreted that lore. as like like a legal document. You know what would solve your problem? Hard arse. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to see this troll. The exterior of this troll's abode, by the way, Lair. is the most detailed set I have ever so seen in one texture. of these movies. Yeah. Even in movies after this one that we watched recreationally for fun, it reminded me of like, this big kind of metal doors, these ornate metal doors set inside a stone... It's set against like a stone cliff wall. Yeah. Like there would be a cave there naturally, yeah. but there's doors on it. And there was some kind of like badly rendered mushrooms along the path uh, leading up to it. It's phallic. But then when you get there, like, the level of detail on this set is phenomenal. It's a really 
nice door. Like maybe they downloaded a stock door from I f- somewhere. I feel like they borrowed a set from like the Maya documents for Shrek or something. Yeah. For anyone who's into like point and click adventure games, uh, there's a game from 1993 called Simon the Sorcerer. And this door looks just like the entrance to the Goblin's Fortress. Anyway, so yeah, this ama- they go through this amazing door into a crappy set. <laughs> that is this Trollman, Greg Trollman. Um, Erasmus is his name. Erasmus. This is his Christian name. And he has stacks of books, like the library in Ghostbusters, just stacks. Like no human could stack books like this. It's almost like he's a magical creature. Yeah. With magical powers. And they have an interaction with him where, like, he's initially very... Like, his shadow's being cast and he seems like he's big and imposing. He's pushing people away. Very grumpy. He doesn't let people get close to him. He has a fear of intimacy. Bobby says something. What does what does she say? That I makes don't remember. Control? Anyway, she says something. Seen missing, seen missing. Oh, she that. has the leaf. She has oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fairy, the dairy queen, the dairy fairy gives her a leaf and she's like, this will open the door... Whatever. So she sh- so Odette shows Erasmus the leaf, and Erasmus is like, "Oh, just kidding! I'm so excited to have guests. Yeah, I haven't had guests in years. He it probably has nothing tea. to do with the fact that I'm rude to everyone who comes in." Yeah, he makes him a little bit of oolong. He uh, he he's re- he moves pastries. very quickly, and they like, apply like a motion blur to his movements. Sometimes it's very inconsistently it's a done. Weird. And then they start looking for this book, the Book of Forest, Forest Law. Which they don't Say Book of Forest Lore and then say Book of Forest Law. I just want to hear this. Book of Forest Lore. Book of Forest Lore. Oh no! (laughs) It's pasta and pasta all over again. Um, They can't... So they're looking around. She turns into a person because as we... Very... We went into explicit detail about this earlier. So if you missed it, that's on you, listener. That's your fault, Jeremy. So the Dairy Queen had like half uncursed Barbie so that at night... At night she's a human but during the day she and all the other I guess fairies or whatever... The yeah. inhabitants of this forest are animals. Yeah, They're animals during the day, and they have they take on their human. Form it's very it. Decemberists, the hazards of love, but without the love, the love, yeah, <laughs> or the ritual suicide at the end. Oh, I mean, we don't. Maybe they they end before. Well, there's a post. There's a post credit sequence. <laughs> yeah, Nick Fury shows up to invite them to join the <laughs> Avengers Initiative, and they're just dead. They're all dead. He's like, yeah. oops. So they have the Book of Forest Law. No, they don't find the Book of Forest They don't find law. it. They look all night. Yeah. They look and they look. The and troll night. blows his nose at one point, by the way. But it happens <gasps> while he's not in frame. Off, off camera. So you just hear the sound. There's wet, like... It's, it was, a, it's a diarrhea <laughs> sound. It's a, like a wet, explosive diarrhea sound effect. It's a diarrhea sound, sound all the way. So he, <laughs> you see him, like, being distraught. <laughs> they cut away to a shot of Odette and Lila looking at him. They, you don't see him. You hear the sound. You see their reaction. You think he is just shit his pants. Like, there's a diarrhea sound. Yeah. Also, I want to point out, considering Barbie has been cursed to turn into a swan, she doesn't spend a lot of time in this movie as a swan. I think that's because she, she, at night, she's in her human form. They do all their plotting and planning and action happens. And I imagine she tries to sleep during the day. It's Ladyhawk. Yes, it's Ladyhawk. Yes, there we go. Ladyhawk rules. Yes, always together, eternally apart. Rugger Howers. Massive fuck. Yeah, that was was, kind of like that was what I was doing. So Prince Daniel, I guess, is lured into the Enchanted Forest. Basically, let's back up because at the beginning, um, so much of this movie is disintegrating. No, it's okay because I remember, and I'm here to take your hand and I'm here to guide you. (laughs) At the beginning, when when Lila comes back to the Enchanted Forest, whatever the Dairy Fairy Queen, Dairy 
very last, uh, chides her and says, you know why you're not supposed to go into the human world? Mm -hmm. And it's because creatures from the enchanted forest can be killed by a human, which seems... That's just weird. so. What, that's not a creature like nothing, from the enchanted that's forest. That's just a creature. a creature. Yeah, it's it's weird. We, uh, but basically, because Rothbart realizes that as long as Odette is wearing the crystal, he can't touch her. Yeah, he has to get someone else, like get a human to kill her. Yeah, he has so, to call a guy. So he gets the yellow pages. <laughs> he has to order a hit on Odette. He orders an Uber, but he says, "Do you have a gun?" <laughs> as all Uber drivers are required to carry. And so he he lures. The prince who is out on a hunt, yeah. a recreational hunt, as princes do. And in his bird form, he lures the prince to the enchanted forest, to the the waterfall entrance, with a view to having him shoot and kill. Him being the prince, Barbie, shoot, shoot Barbie as yeah. a swan because he wants a trophy. That that's doesn't why, happen. That's why noble people hunt is for trophies. Yeah, and he's going to shoot Barbie in swan form. That- and then he realizes, as his his air, his he's got his bow, he's ready to shoot. Ding. Ding. And he... Um, I mind that, by the way. You can't see it. Yeah, you can't Molly see got it. to enjoy it. No, we're, we have really good form. Um, my wife would be proud. He gets this look on his face like he's he's in love with the bird before. He, he definitely... He gets like a bird boner and he has an awakening. What is... Is there a particular word for a furry but for things with feathers? I thought it would be like a because there's like furries and scalies. So feathery would make sense. Is it sense. a feathery? This is a very easy thing to Google. Poultry. No. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> That's a funny joke. Thank you. Anyway, so that so so the prince gets a massive, massive uh, Rodger Howard's boner powers for <laughs> for the swan and he gets doesn't. A bird on. He gets a bird on. He gets he gets or the is it horn. A hard swan. I feel like neither of those are really strong. These none of this is great. I'm sorry. This is great My- radio where we're talking about how to describe a man getting an erection for a bird. But that's what happens, and he doesn't. We don't see it. It's imp- it's heavily implied, like that scene in Jumanji where uh, Jack Black gets a hard on. Well, I do there. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that scene. That's such a good movie. It's so if you good. haven't seen it, was it Welcome to the Jungle? Yeah, Jumanji Welcome it's to the Jungle. It's a really good movie. It looks silly, but it's actually really good and really good. It's also on our list. We will be coming to it eventually. I Both do, Jumanji movies. I do want to note that uh, the way that a lot of these characters are framed, they're they're framed in such a way as to minimize animating really anything. Yeah. We whenever we're talking to Lila. Lila, thank you. I was about to call her Lita. That's not even a thing. Yeah, it's always a a pretty tight headshot, so they don't have to show her body. They don't have to worry about her weird contorted. They want. They just don't want to deal with limbs of any kind. Yeah, there's a there's a bit where she's like faking passing out, and we only ever see her from the neck up for the yeah, and then yeah, and and she falls off screen. And then the next thing is we see her on the ground. Yeah, I mean, you definitely get... There's a lot of those instances where they're cut off mid-action because you can tell tell that they just didn't want to animate the the in-betweens. Yeah, Lila's presence in the movie was very much Mattel saying, well, okay, so one of the toys we're doing for this range is a horse. And the mainframe went, please don't. And then Mattel were like, fuck you, there's a unicorn in this. (laughs) Figure it out, idiots. And then they have to animate a unicorn. So Prince Daniel is like, I want to fuck that bird. The bird turns into Barbie. And he's like, and he, oh. There's a look of like disappointment almost. There's a look of like, okay, I'm a prince. I'm going to shoot a bird. I'm a sexually attracted to the bird. And that in itself is, is weird. Like I'm coming to terms with that in my own head. And then suddenly this bird magically transforms into a woman. 
And my, he, he has like, to process a lot of Yeah, stuff. regardless, my reaction is going to be one of, like, shock and confusion. But his reaction is kind of like, uh, uh, uh. It's like he had an awakening, realized that, oh, the awakening is because there's an attractive woman who was that bird. And then is disappointed that, yeah. oh, but I really wanted to be attracted to birds. Yeah. Which means of- he's probably attracted to birds. <laughs> It was very well, lucky for him. There's a lot of birds in this movie. So Prince Daniel is like, I'm gonna go and get an army, and we're gonna come back, and we're gonna fight. Also, he falls in love with her. Oh yeah, that happens very quickly. Yeah. Um, that's why we're glossing over it. But yeah, he goes. Oh, well, I'm getting an army. We're gonna fight Kelsey Grammer. We're gonna kill Fraser Crane. We're gonna straight up murder that man, and then we'll get Rathbart. And Barbie says he's too powerful. How do you? You've lived here for seventeen minutes, Barbie. How do you know he's too powerful? What are you basing this on? Oh, we turned you into a swan. You that got half undone by a Dairy Queen. Doesn't Rothbard at some point directly confronts the two of them? I think so. Yeah. I don't. Remember but I don't have how enough. That goes. I know that the. Well, it must be when when the prince sees Odette for the first time, she turns into a human. Rothbard is is disappointed that his plan didn't work yeah. so he actually comes down and explicitly says to the prince like you were supposed to shoot her you're so and then dumb. he says oh i'm sorry thwip poing she dies end of movie the end no daniel daniel prince daniel prince daniel i want to call him derek because it's like the swan princess let's call him derek derek the <laughs> prince d the d odette wants the d he tries to shoot Rothbart, and Rothbart just turns his arrow into salt and pepper. Yeah, the, the arrow says, uh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good, and just evaporates. <laughs> so there's been an encounter between the two of them, but Rothbart, like, leaves... That's right. Rothbart leaves them alone, because meanwhile, Odile is having a problem. Oh, yeah. Her, oh, his, his, his daughter is like, like, Daddy! Yeah, that's exactly what she oh, sounds like. Oh, we've neglected to mention that uh, the daughter is voiced... By, by Janice, Janice from, from Friends, Friends. I don't remember the who does this name. annoying like, <laughs> that like a... kind of laugh. I moved away from the microphone to do mine. Look at my waveform and look at your waveform. That's the only time your waveform is, is ever going to be larger than. Yeah, I you... think that's ours combined. You... No, I'm that one, and you're that one. I don't believe you. But yeah, she got skunked by yeah, so the skunk. She's off in another part of the forest, screaming, and so Kelsey Grammer has to put a pin yeah. in it. Also. I really hope I'm not the only one who noticed this. When the skunks are doing their fart cloud, the cloud, the, 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 the skunk scent is emitting from the tip of the tail. Yeah. Speaking to a fundamental misunderstanding of skunk I biology. Think, I don't know that they would be allowed to animate skunk anal glands. This is the point in the movie where Kelsey Grammer really is like, oh, I, I, oh, I don't Kelsey, need to be good in this. Kelsey Grammer, the actor, is all the way done. The character that he's playing is just, like, eye-rolling all the way done, like, doesn't want to be here, is kind of tired, has forgotten why he wanted to carry out this plan in the first place. Like, he needs to do some goal-setting exercises and, like, rethink his whole five-year plan. And flies away with his daughter, who stinks, and he says, well, you're going to need a bath in uh, apple and vinegar. Vinegar and tomato juice. Yeah, and she says, what am I, a salad? And nobody laughs. No. Across the entirety of human history. You don't put tomato history. juice on a salad. That's silly. You begin to put cherry tomatoes on a salad. But that's not juice. You it's... don't pour V8 on salad. Maybe you don't. So, yeah, Prince Daniel says, um, I'm going to bring back an army. But Barbie says, he's too powerful based on zero data. Based on those two arrows that you shot. And uh, she says, you should go back to your castle. Yeah, well, the prince wants her to come to his ball. Yeah. Because the 
the the queen wants the prince to get married and bear children and have grandchildren. She's very, she's one of those parents where yeah, it's like she's really harping on the grandchildren. Yeah, thing. the only thing that matters to her is that she gets to be a grandmother. Where's his dad, by the way? Where's Prince Daniel's dad? I guess dad? he's dead. Oops, didn't mean to pick up that trauma scab. But you know what? Maybe your mum will Maybe fall in just... love with the Dairy Queen and you'll have two mums. Oh, that's fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. Maybe his, his dad just like works all the time because he's the king and he's always busy. Yeah. Cats in the cradle. And <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad's still alive. He lives on a big farm upstate. <laughs> we can play with all the other dads. <laughs> <laughs> but Prince Daniel's a shit in this scene because Barbie says, go back. I'm going to yeah. stay here. And he says, well, he... I'm staying here too. And she says, no. You, sh- you should go back, because Rothbard's going to come back, and he'll all the way fuck you up. Like, please leave. And he, like, can't take no for an answer yeah. from her. Doesn't he grab her at one Well, point? I don't know if he grabs her, but he he definitely is insistent. Like, if I can't stay here with you, like, will you at least have to, like, come to my ball so I can introduce you to my parents? Yeah. It's weird that there's... There are stakes. There's danger. Yeah. And he's like, but... Please come to my party. I Why aren't you going to come to my party? There, There is a point at which Odette gives in. Like, you can tell she's just like, ah, fine. Like, fine. It's another stop. man that she's had to acquiesce to. <laughs> fine. I'll do it. That's not a dynamic that I want yeah. my children witnessing and thinking is appropriate. Yeah. You were 14 when you saw this. Yeah. So that's by that point, you've already made all your decisions about how men is. That's true. And you decided, no, thank you, no, not JPEG. The, what happens, my next note says, I'm trying to watch this, I'm trying, I really am. <laughs> Barbie having instilled upon Prince Daniel, like, the urgency of the situation, there's an extended dance sequence at this point involving all of the the fairy oh, kids fairy that, that are just children, including the skunk girl is, a char- is now a child form, using the same animated model as That's Kelly funny. at the start of the movie, but she's wearing, like, black and, black and white outfit. And I want to stress this, you can tell it's an adult who's mo-capped this dance mm-hmm. because it's kind of a, as you said earlier, it's like a salsa-y kind of dance. And with with salsa dance, there's a lot of... How do I articulate this without sounding like a strange man? Like, salsa dance is a very sexually charged kind of... There's just a, there's a lot of, like, hip movements yeah. and, yeah. like, floreos, like... Things that a child... It would be weird to see a child do with their And body. that is exactly... And that's this what is, happens. We're in Polar Express territory where <laughs> it's definitely an adult like doing the mocap for these kids. It's horrible to look at. It is uncomfortable. <laughs> it is unsettling. Their heads are too big. And you can tell when they've got their ha- heads raised above their heads so the animators have had to kind of pull them open because, like a wishbone. Yeah, with their, with their arms fully extended above their heads, their fingertips are... They, they couldn't touch the top of their own It's heads. baffling. It's rough to look at. So they have like a weird little dance number, I guess. And while they're dancing, that's... Because Erasmus has found the Book of Forest lore at this point, And they've, yes. they've opened it. And <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered they're doing the dance. And then he just kind of just joins comes, in yeah, and starts Erasmus jigging like in the corner. awkwardly is like, hey, I'm here. I have the book. He's, he's like Shrek's drunk uncle. <laughs> just kind of socially inept yeah bless him he just wants to be part of the fun but at any rate he has the book of forest lore he finally found it and he opens it up and they look at it and they're like hey we like we know how to break the curse now someone has to pledge true love like make a vow of true love pledge their love to odette like to the to the the person who's cursed i guess which is nonsense which is weird because you'd think every individual who had been cursed would have to have that happen to them yeah. So it's odd that I guess because she has the crystal, it's like whoever is 
the bearer of the crystal has to have that happen yeah. to them. And that seems really inconvenient considering that she went into this adventure with zero romantic prospects and now has to like find and date someone in swan form. So the third act of this movie is basically a compressed season of The Bachelor. Um, so <laughs> she's a swan and she's like, yeah. who, who all's into birds here? <laughs> and Prince Daniel puts his hand and then his penis up in that order. And yeah. Maybe not in that order. And is he's way into it. But um, at this point... Roth, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer um, swoops in. Well, he swoops in and he grabs Erasmus, who is holding the book. He grabs Erasmus. He grabs Erasmus and carries carries Erasmus off to yes. um, his his castle that the animals built. His castle that's not up to code that should be condemned because he wants to know the secret as well of how to break the curse. The curse that he himself cast. Yeah. Like you think maybe he would know that already? Yeah. We, I don't I can't remember whether we mentioned this, but Robert McKee was the story consultant on this story. Oh yeah, yeah. He, this is not as strong work as he did on Rapunzel. Maybe they gave him less to work with or maybe he just gave up. Yeah, it's, oh, it's Barbie. Who gives or maybe a shit? They, they consulted him but they didn't take his suggestions. Yeah. I refuse to believe that Robert McKee did anything wrong. It's okay. I don't know how involved he was in this process. I want to believe that Story consultant means they phoned him up and said, should there be a story in this? And he just goes, yes, yeah. obviously. And then they <laughs> hang up and he gets the credit and money. $1,500. Yes. Erasmus the Troll gets interrogated. Well, he gets... It's he gone. Gets it's all gone. It's vanishing. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay because I remember. <laughs> <laughs> he gets strung up. Um, not strung Like Adric in Castrovalva, which is a reference you understand. Continue. Yeah. I love that piece of media that you just referenced. It's... it's, it's it's the first classic Doctor Who serial featuring the Yeah, Doctor. yeah, I knew that. It's your favourite. Yes, I love it. Rothbart comes up with this plan to disguise Odile as Odette to trick the prince into pledging his love to Odile. Odile. being his daughter and slash or... Uh, sexual partner. Sexual partner. We're not sure. It's, Hopefully it's one or the other. Yeah, it's... There's a, there's, there's a potential for some real Game of Thrones shit going on here behind the scenes. Between Kelsey Grammer and Janice. So Rothbart has formulated this plan, puts her under like a charm to make her look like, or at least to the prince, look like Odette. Yeah. And then turns the troll into a worm. Yeah. A beefy armed worm It's boy. a weird, mm, it's a weird looking worm. It's an odd worm. It's an odd worm. Yeah. The worm gets in a lot of people's mouths. That happens later. That the There's worm, a lot of nearvore. There's a lot of mm, stuff. Um, Odette has has agreed to go to this ball because the the prince pressured her to, into it and wouldn't take no for an answer. Yes. So now all the forest critters, I guess, and the Dairy Queen are coming together to get her ready to go because yeah. they want they want her to fall in love because they know like they they just need to get the prince to profess his love and then it'll be yeah. curse and they'll be fine. So they're really really on board with getting her laid. They're banking on yeah they're banking on her getting they're they're laid. kind of grooming her. There's a lot of there's a lot of them being way into the idea of her getting you know a trip to the bone zone. <laughs> they they get her a nice dress. They change her dress. This Bob. This is a movie where we never see Barbie change clothes, but her chose her clothes are changed around her. Four times in this Multiple film. Multiple times, and I don't think she asks for any of it. There's no, it's nothing about this is consensual. It's kind of like she's walking around and then suddenly they're like, oh, you get some new clothes now. And yeah. she's like, I'm sparkling. My body feels weird. Now I'm wearing something different. She's going through some changes. Yeah. Which I guess is a way of selling four Barbie dolls. Yeah. One of which I guess comes with a swan. Because the, the dress that she wore 
the first time she was changed from a swan to a human is not the dress she wore when she was turned into a swan. I cannot believe I am talking about this. <laughs> My brain is full of Doctor Who and Star Trek knowledge. Why am I now even remotely knowledgeable about Barbie movies? What have you done to me? I broke you. You broke me. That's pretty I much sums it up. That's the foundation of our friendship. Yeah. It's you destroying me with Barbie movies and me destroying you. Um, what do I use to destroy you with? Um... Sometimes you're impunctual. <laughs> Thanks. I'm trying. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get roasted on the podcast. I'm trying not to roast you. I'm searching for <laughs> things. That's. Let's move along very, very quickly. I have a vague memory of Barbie having to break into Fraser Crane's apartment. That happens. Why do they do that? She. We went really, to rescue the troll. They have to right? go rescue Erasmus, but they also understand. That she has to go intervene at the ball because some they get wind of Rothbart's plan. Mm. I don't remember exactly how, because mm. because they, they are they they come up with a plan like you need to go even though you're in your swan form you need to go to the palace that way the prince will see you and realize that the Odette he sees is the real Odette. Yes, I don't remember. That's broadly the plan. Yeah, I don't remember how they learn. About this. I think the troll tells them. If I guess they, the, they mount yeah. a rescue to go get the worm troll. There's a big set piece where they go to Rothbard's castle and they have to like fetch him. No, it's okay. We're almost done. We're okay. almost done. So we, we go to the ball. We go to the ball. And oh, um, Janice is there. Odile. <laughs> What's the Odile with Janice? Um, Janice is there. If I could do a New York accent, I would say, oh, my deal. But I can't. <laughs> Uh, so Fraser takes Janice to the ball. Yes. Prince Daniel sees Janice and thinks Janice is Barbie. Yes. They dance. Yes. He professes his love. Yes, and proposes to her. And proposes to her. And that solidifies the curse. Because yeah. now Barbie will never have true love. I guess. But... She they falls sh- out of the sky. She falls out of the sky. She's, She's destroyed. to get in. Okay, so upon realizing that, like... The prince has proposed to his daughter. Rather than, like, maintain the subterfuge over an extended period of time to the point after the wedding and then reveal that you're the bad guy. That's now... Yeah, that's interesting. Well, it's also, like, Odile can't speak because she still sounds like Janice. So yeah. there's only so long they can keep this up. But before they, like, as they were planning, Odile and Rothbart were talking and Rothbart said something to the effect of, like, we're going to take over the Enchanted Forest, and who knows, like, maybe we'll even take over the palace. Like, we'll extend our reach to the human world. Extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse James. (laughs) And Meowth, that's right. Yes. (sighs) Looks like Kelsey Grammer's blasting off again. (laughs) (laughs) The bad guy wins, or he's in a position where, like, if he just carries this through, he's set. Yeah. But instead, he's like, ha ha, you promised to marry my daughter, no take backsies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then they they de dehension like they they the, <laughs> the um the illusion is lifted yes and then they just leave yeah they, they just, just they're okay. just like okay thanks see bye. you at the like, wedding that was all we, that was all we needed <laughs> catch you later Bill and Ted but and that's it yeah I think that is more or less all they needed like they needed Odette to die yeah because he wants the crystal I also but needed Odette as... to die so this film would end. <laughs> It's almost over, but as soon as as soon as she she like loses consciousness, I yes. guess, and the crystal in her in her circlet turns 
black. It like it, it loses, loses its, its color. color. Yeah, I like think it, the implication is that is like the red of it is like a light emanating from within, and that light goes out. Yeah. Um, but it's very badly done. Yeah, it's not entirely clear. Unlike the rest of the animation, which is really clearly Crisp and communicated, clean. Yeah, yeah, the action that's happening on screen. Yeah. So how does this story get resolved? Well, the prince runs out and is like, "Oh no, my bird!" <laughs> and then Rothbart tries to curse him and ends up accidentally turning a yeah, turtle into a he, pig. He's gonna, he touched uh, Prince Daniel into a piss now. Big into a piss. Into a piss. <laughs> tries to turn him into a piss, piss. and misses and he's hits. To have a three-way. His his daughter wife. It's yikes. <laughs> and she I'm sorry. Into a pig. This is this is almost hitting my my threshold. <laughs> we need to pick one or the other. Dwife. Let's go with daughter. His 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 significant the, the, other. The, yes, the the girl who lives with him. <laughs> Calls him daddy. <laughs> um, and accidentally hits her and turns her into a pig. Yes, and then leaves her there. Yeah, because they all like, fly he's off. Like I can't be bothered. I can't be arsed to deal with yeah. this. I have to go because um the Dairy Queen. And and Lila and the porcupine and the skunk come up in a carriage. Yeah. That you can def that's definitely a toy you can buy. This pink carriage. Mm-hmm. They pull up in a pink carriage and kind of load Odette into the carriage and yes. ride back to the enchanted. Forest. I don't remember any of this. Yeah, they ride. They they take her, they they put her in there and Rothbard is chasing them. Mm-hmm. And. I guess Daniel gets on his horse or something. He's there too. He's not riding with So him. how does this He's resolve? How does this... It resolves. It's weird. And I think it makes sense that you don't remember. Because it's an odd resolution in which they, lo- like they lose. Rothbart wins. Yeah. He, he kills them. He kills Odette. He kills the prince. They fall on top of each other. They're dead. He's won. Uh, like, hope is lost. And then at the, at the very end, like, after he thinks he's won, when Odette... Like falls from the sky right after the prince professes his love. Mm-hmm. Rothbart takes takes the crystal from her. We're not we're not. Hmm. Sh- I guess like the crystal is the source of the power or something. He takes the crystal. The crystal's mine now. He says, and he wears it. He's and it's like that gives him more power. Okay. But as once he kills the prince and Odette. The crystal starts glowing, and the crystal like destroys him. I'm so it's like lost. The, it's like I don't the remember crystal, any of this. It's weird, and it doesn't make sense. Does it happen very quickly? Yes. Okay, that's probably you might why. Have, you might have been resting your eyes, or getting a snack or something. No, I was still. I was still. Was but this the, about the time when I bit into a French fry and choked to death? Maybe. Maybe because I have no memory of any of this. But My roommate got. Fat burger delivered to the apartment because he's. And we ate some fries. Yeah, we ate the we ate. I think most of the fries. At least half of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the crystal doesn't skull. want. Oh. It's like, it's like yeah, the crystal. Can you know the crystal skull? Shia LaBeouf shows up. He's <laughs> like, I don't think so. He swings on some CG vines with some CG monkeys. Yeah, and then Rothbard gets eaten by ants. Um, Perfect. Love it. Yeah, it's like the crystal is good and like won't. Oh yeah! It, oh no! Oh no! I do remember this because he's tell me. Yeah, because he's holding the crystal, and then suddenly he's, he's wearing the crystal. Wearing the crystal, and suddenly he's floating, and he just dis- he gets disintegrated. Yeah. Right? That's basically yeah, what happens. Like the crystal's power is too much for him. Yeah, and it and it doesn't it doesn't make sense because the crystal had lost its charge. Like the crystal the was crystal had lost its charge. It's never clear what the crystal does because it's. And so they just they like they'd written themselves into this corner by writing that Basil Rathbone wins. Yeah, he like he wins. It's he, it's a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, it's literally that. It it I mean not literally that because God doesn't appear. And it's like what's up, yo? Suck it, Frazier. Boom! Like that's 
Fraser Bloom being the character's legal name. He just gets eaten by the diamond. He gets disintegrated. He yeah. gets he gets Thanos snapped by the diamond. Yeah. And then everyone gets turned back to normal. And the curse is lifted. The curse is and lifted. Fine. We cut to what we think was a wedding, but it may have actually just been an engagement party. Well, we thought party. it was a wedding, and then th- they're like having a little party with the townspeople in the Enchanted Forest. And, I Craig- guess it's, and Craig Ferguson is there, the dad. Yes, and he comes up and asks him about cake and, he, and he's like, how many layers for your wedding cake? Because he's a baker. And our first, we both said this like, like this oh, is, you're leaving thought- it a little bit late, my guy. I thought this was the wedding. But no, so I guess it's an engagement. It's not. Yeah. And, and then, then that's, that's really... And then that's kind of the end. Yeah, like Janice is now like she a French for, maid yeah, at she, the troll's place. Yeah, because nothing is more demeaning than... Physical labor? Yeah, I guess. And Frasier has been put inside Turned of Turned into a cuckoo clock. Um, and the delivery of his final lines is definitely... It's it's the worst thing I think I've ever heard. It's just Kelsey Grammer being... It's Kelsey Grammer at the end of the day. He just like wants a snack. He, he wants to go home. He wants his paycheck. He wants his paycheck. He wants to go home. He's clearly low blood sugar. And he's he's tired. And then we cut back to Barbie on the porch with Kelly. With Kelly. And Kelly's like, I've already peed my pants. We've been talking for 80 minutes. Please let me go to bed. <laughs> Please release me from this story prison. <laughs> and then she does. And then she's like, hey, are you going to come watch me run tomorrow? Like, oh, she learned to... Yeah. What was the moral of the story? Have courage. You're braver than you think. But you're braver than you think, and uh, if you step out of line, a wizard will turn you into a bird. Basically. Yeah. So that's the movie. The end. God, I'm so glad that's over. That Yay, was, we're free. That was difficult. This is not the worst I'm Barbie sorry movie, but that it's... you had a hard time it, with it, because I, I really didn't struggled. anticipate you having this hard of a time. I struggled with it. Robert McKee really let me down on <gasps> this one. And I don't feel as diminished as I did by Furby Island, or uh, by The Nutcracker, but Barbie in... Bobby's body found in Swan Lake is... <laughs> Barbie at the top of Swan Lake. <laughs> it's... I would probably go so far as to say it's the weakest of I don't, the, I the mainframe movie so I far. I disagree that it's the weakest, because for me, Nutcracker was was a wretched experience. Oh, Nutcracker's bad. Don't get me wrong. I think, but this, I think, is, I think this, is, this is a step up from Nutcracker. This feels worse. I think if I watch these ones back-to-back without seeing Rapunzel in the middle, I would probably agree with you that the first one, the Nutcracker, is the worst of the three. But I'm still, I'm still, five episodes later, still riding the high of Barbie as Rapunzel. You can't expect a Rapunzel every time. I can't expect a Rapunzel every time, but this is the, they made this movie after Barbie as Rapunzel, and I had hoped that they might have learned something from the great Robert McKee. And it said the late great Robert McKee. He's not dead as far as I'm aware. Is he? I don't think so. Okay, this movie good. didn't kill him. Not yet. I I had higher expectations because the last one was so good. I just didn't enjoy it. Like, it is, I think, probably not the worst of the three, but it feels the worst because of Rapunzel. Mm. So it's like it's like drinking orange juice after brushing your teeth. Yeah, it's kind of the experience that you've had. Yeah, that's that's. Or you you made the mistake of having higher expectations. Yeah. And that's what did you in. Especially after seeing Robert McKee's yeah. name. I felt I felt let down by this. If you look at this kind of objectively and don't associate Robert McKee with this at all, does that help any? If you think this is just a normal Barbie movie and they were doing the best they could with the resources they had? Your face says no. I don't know that I can do... Because one of the resources they had was, was Robert <laughs> McKee. And I feel he was underutilized here. There's a lot of story contrivance that I didn't dig. There's a lot more... Here's a toy you can buy in yeah. this one than in the other two, I feel. It didn't feel 
like an enjoyable experience. I did not enjoy this movie. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's not your I feel fault. I like I made some big promises to you. I, I, like, thing, I personally let you down. I feel... Here's what I think we need to do for the Barbie movies in future is... I'm, I'm always going to ask you, you've seen this movie before, is it good? <laughs> Maybe that's the wrong question Maybe to ask I me. shouldn't be asking that question. Maybe I shouldn't be coming into this thing with preconceived notions. But then the flip side of that is you went into Rapunzel with preconceived notions about how it was one of your least favourite. Or at least that it hadn't made an impression yeah. on me. And that ended up being one of the most enjoyable, not just enjoyable Barbie movies that we've done, but we've done, but one of the most enjoyable episodes of this show. I feel. I also wonder how much of this experience that we've had now is informed by the fact that we are coming off of a run of Furby Island and Battleship, uh... um, and then we, we did Dungeons and Dragons, Furby Island, Battleship, and then this. For we just, me, we needed a win, and I was really yeah. hoping this would be that win, and it wasn't. It wasn't. But let's, let's place this one on the Lego Emoji scale. Where do we put this? If we're just ranking the Barbie movies, this one sits comfortably at the bottom for me. Mm. This is bottom place, fourth, last place, no, fourth out of four. I disagree. Where do you place it? I think that this is definitely better than Barbie and the Rockers and better than Nutcracker. Okay. So if th- I feel like those would be all kind of lumped together at the bottom and Rapunzel is like a up here. I'm making okay. hand motions that you can't see. So, but I'm, I mean, I'm looking at just, you obviously have more Barbie experience than I have. I do. Significantly more Barbie experience. It's on your resume. It's why we did this podcast. But my Barbie experience right now, other than the other two movies that we have watched outside of the podcast, is just these four. So the top of the list is Rapunzel, in my personal Mm -hmm. opinion. Bottom of the list is this one, Swan Lake. And then I think that next to that is probably Nutcracker. And then in second place, but only by by default... (laughs) is Barbie and the Rockers, but there is a vast gulf, a chasm, between Barbie and the Nutcrackers and Rapunzel. A yawning moor of void. It, it kind of feels like there's a river, and Barbie is Rapunzel is the farmer, and the other three movies are like <laughs> the chicken, the fox, and the, the bag of corn or whatever. <laughs> You're going to get them across. Yes. But you can't leave Without the... having them eat each other. Yeah. But in terms of placement, that's how they're ranked. Yeah. But in, in the broader scale of the movies that we've done so far, where do, we, where do you put this one? Because I put this one as not the low. We've had a few bad experiences. I don't put this one near the bottom. This one I would put disappointingly mediocre. I would put it below the halfway mark. I would put this... I was going to say I would put this at like a four. Yeah. I don't think it's... it's a terrible. four out not, of Lego. <laughs> a four out of Lego. It's not wretched. Maybe it's a little hard to follow. It's a little unremarkable. Yeah. But it's not aggressively, maliciously bad like some of the ones we've had. Yeah. It's just not good enough. It's probably that's probably fair. You can you can do better, Barbie. Yeah. I'm so, not mad at you. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. <laughs> um so the next question obviously is what are we doing next week? And I, I put this film on the list because I'm aware of the production history behind this film. And your your response to that was should this be on the list? Not in a, I don't think it should be on the list, but you were kind of questioning its presence. Just because of how, when we defined the parameters for what films we were going to be watching, we we defined it as movies that are based on existing toy and game franchises. Yes. And this doesn't fit that description. No. But it's 
Still, you would consider it a toyetic movie. I, I, I certainly... Still a movie that's designed to sell toys pretty transparently. Yeah, this it, this film is a... Basically, it's a 90-minute toy commercial. And the film we're doing is Batman and Robin. We are doing the fourth of the Burton Schumacher Batman movies because that film, more than any other Batman movie, exists solely to sell merchandise, to sell toys. And I thought that... Uh, merited its inclusion on the list. I thought that would give us plenty to talk about. It's an excuse to put Batman on this list without having to resort to the Lego Batman movie, which is also on the list. We will we will get to that. But I I wanted to have an in- I thought we would have an interesting discussion about this one, which is why it's on the list. It's the same kind of argument like Home Alone Two is on our list as an example because yeah. of the Talk Boy, which the Talk Boy's on our cover art. I'm sorry. No, no. I that's... thought it would be a fun addition. No, I love it. I love it. And I think Home Alone 2 does, like, it slips in on that technicality of there's a product in there that is, that is part of the narrative to sell it as, mm-hmm. a, as to push it to kids outside of the movie. Home Alone 2 is probably going to be a Christmas film that we do. Yeah, we do like a special Christmas episode or it might be a special Patreon episode. We will do it at some point. Yeah. So yeah, so the next episode is going to be Batman and Robin. That's basically Yeah, it. I've never seen any of the... Um... The Tim Burton Batman movie? Oh, this is absolutely the goofiest. Okay, cool. The first one's pretty dark. The second one is very, very dark. The one, Batman Forever, which is the one that precedes this one and stars Jim Carrey as the Riddler, kind of walks the line between dark and playful. And this one's just fucking ridiculous. I'm down with that. Just to give you a frame of reference, Batman and Robin is constantly and consistently voted one of the worst movies of all time. I can't wait. (laughs) It's going to be good times. Um, It'll be a little bit of a change to watch, like, a really bad movie. (laughs) But, like... I don't know if we can do it. A really bad movie. But, like, this is our first, like, big Hollywood blockbuster bad movie. As opposed to, oh, they made a Furby movie! Let's watch that! Like, I guess guess Battleship is probably another example of that. Um, that is, I think, our lot this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening to The Life to Edit with Ben and Molly. If you have enjoyed the show, do please consider leaving a positive review for us on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever it is you can leave a review, wherever it is you're listening to the show. Leave a positive review, leave, you know, tweet about us, Tumble, Facebook, whatever you want to do. Podcasts like this survive by word of mouth. In order for us to spread, people need to know that we're here. So you tell two friends and they tell two friends and they tell two friends. And then what we have is kind of a inverted pyramid scheme situation <laughs> where instead of money, it's joy. You're passing joy down the line. Or despair. It's considering the, it's the TLT MLM. <laughs> yes. The Yes. And another way of supporting the show is with our Patreon. We have a Patreon now. It's brand spanking new. It's brand spanking new. Like a little baby. We already have our first bonus episode up there, which we've at the time we're recording this one, we haven't recorded that one yet, but I'm sure it's going to be a doozy. Bonus episodes are going to include things that aren't necessarily toyetic movies. They may be a movie that we've mentioned on the show before. I know we've mentioned things like Flight of the Navigator, mm-hmm. for example. Maybe that should be our first one. I think that would be a Because you've got the DVD. I do. Courtesy of uh, my friend Caitlin. Wonderful, wonderful Caitlin. That's, gonna, that, that's it. That's going to be our first Patreon episode, and you can listen to that right now by supporting the show at uh, patreon.com slash thelifetoyetic. And we'll probably do some like behind-the-scenes stuff, maybe do some, like, you know, depending on how well the Patreon does. We might do, like, live Q&A. So we'll do, like, a live stream and you can ask us questions. Maybe at some point down the line we'll do, like, watch-alongs where when we record the podcast we'll announce that we're going to do it. We can't stream the movie, obviously, but if you want to watch it with us you can kind of do that and we can kind of get your feedback as as we're going. Molly, where can people find you on social media? I'm at Molly Alice Hoy. Everywhere. Everywhere. All places. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. (laughs) Bebo, MySpace. 
Grinder. Google Plus. Oh, definitely Grinder. Oh, you're all over Grinder. And I am Ben Padden uh, at Ben Padden Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. You can also follow the show. We are on Twitter at The Life Toyetic. We are Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash The Life Toyetic. We are on Tumblr, thelifetoyetic.tumblr.com. And our theme is The Toyetic Toe Tapper by the marvelously talented Brian Melbourne. Thank you very much, Brian. The uh, next weekend, uh, as a reminder, I will be at PAX West in Seattle at the Seattle Convention Center. I'll be there. On the 31st and the 1st, I will not be there the 2nd or the 3rd. I'm flying back to LA on the 2nd. But Saturday, September 1st at 6pm in the Sandworm Theatre, I will be doing a presentation called Video Game Crash My Ass: the UK's 80s home computer boom, which is about the shape of the UK game industry during the 80s when everything was kind of going tits up here in America. So come along to that. It's stand-up comedy with a PowerPoint presentation. I think it's going to be funny. So that's our episode. Thank you very much for listening to The Life Toyetic with Ben and Molly. I have been Ben. I have been and still am Molly. And The Life Toyetic comes with everything you see here. Kelsey Grammer and Preg fanfic sold separately. <laughs> Please do not send us your Kelsey Grammer and Preg fanfic. Please don't. Look it up. There's, you can find it yourself. It's, it's there. It's there.